This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's getting really hot in here. It's so hot. It's Getting Hot in Here is a programme about giving voice to the people in our community working for environmental and social change. The climate emergency is the defining issue of our lifetime. So Plains FM has partnered with Eastern Rising to bring you content that helps us understand the climate crisis and explores actions to help us all to save ourselves. I'm Tanya Didham. Welcome to this It's Getting Hot in Here special feature. Austrian oil giant OMV skirted our government's ban on new deep-sea drilling when they bought out Shell's old existing permits. These allow up to 10 exploratory wells within a 17,000-square-kilometre region of the Great South Basin. However, the permits are old, so there is a catch. OMV must drill one exploration well before July 10th, 2021, or the permits expire. And, if they want to continue exploring, they must drill a further two exploration wells by July 2022. If they make a strike, the permits could last till 2030 and potentially beyond. Previous surveys have forecast two large pockets of natural gas in the area, though no commercially viable quantities have been found since tests began in the 1970s. In April 2019, OMV announced they had requested a permit from the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, to discharge pollutants from the deck of the rig into the ocean, a habitat for southern right whales and New Zealand fur seals, among many other things. This indicated they were wanting to get underweight. In December, the EPA gave them the go-ahead, with OMV stating they would produce less than one cup's worth of pollutants, which they would then dilute and put into the sea. Wasting no time and arriving a month early under cover of Australian bushfire smoke, OMV's semi-submersible rig, the Cossel Prospector, is currently sitting 146 kilometres offshore, just southeast of Balclutha. It is awaiting a new drill pipe after they accidentally cut through theirs during tests last month. Not a very reassuring start. So with me in your studio today is Siana Fitzjohn from Extinction Rebellion. Kia ora. Hi, Siana. Um, perhaps you can start by telling us about the Southern Climate Action organised by Extinction Rebellion and Oil Free Otago. Yes, I can. So it's super exciting. Um, what we've got on the table at the moment is organising a flotilla out to the drilling site, which is about 160-odd kilometres offshore um, from Port Chalmers. And we're planning to leave from Port Chalmers with a boat, or ideally more than one, um, and take some school strikers out to uh, where OMV are conducting their exploratory oil drilling. We want to bear witness to their activities and tell them to bugger off, basically. Yeah, so you're out there to basically record what's going on? Yeah, because the the issue with companies um, that are doing deep-sea drilling is that they're so far offshore that they're out of sight and out of mind for a lot of people. Um, So we want to take the school strikers who have been doing so much amazing work for the climate, we want to take them out to bear witness um, to these activities on on behalf of all New Zealanders who are concerned about climate change and about our oceans. That's right. So part of the the sort of the rules around what you can do means only people who are experienced sailors can go, is that right? So are these kids 
as well ones that have done sailing and things or Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think a few. I, I think all three of them have been on a sailboat before. I think um, they 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 probably put their hands up because they're comfortable on the water. Uh, I don't think they need to have any experience with sailing. But what we do need is a boat and a skipper to come forward that are pretty solid. Um, so I'd imagine we'll need um, a skipper who's like got good experience out in the open ocean. And we need a vessel that we can trust. Mm. Um, so we're going to be putting anyone who comes forward through like a pretty rigorous like safety kind of checks and balances before we head out there with us and a whole bunch of students. <laughs> I should hope so. So you haven't got a boat at the moment. You're looking for a boat? We're looking for a boat. So that's the biggest call out that we're doing at the moment. We're just asking anybody, everybody, fishermen, be it yachtsmen, yachts clubs, fishing boats, anything. Um, we're, we're putting the word around as many people as we can because New Zealand's a very word-of-mouth place, so I know that someone has an auntie who has a cousin who knows a friend who has the boat we're looking for. Um, and we've had to push back the leaving date of the flotilla a couple of times because we haven't been able to find a suitable vessel. Right. Um, so what we're asking anyone and everyone to do is if you know someone with a boat, we've got the funding to, to make this voyage, but... We still, ne- we still need a, a vessel that's capable of sailing in deep water that we can trust with, um, you know, some precious activists on it. That's right. And it's going to be for quite a while, isn't it? Because it takes several days to get out there or? Uh, I'm not too sure. Like, I think it would probably depend on the speed of the vessel and on the weather. So I can't comment on the exact time it would take. But I think we calculated that um, in, in good weather, it would probably take around 20 hours to sail from Port Chalmers out to the site by which time I'd imagine we'll be getting a bit seasick, feeling a bit green. <laughs> so we probably wouldn't plan to stay out there for very long. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe enough time to sort of do a p- big pass around to get some footage um, to deliver our message, to invite them to come and meet with us, um, kind of collect all of that material before we head home. Um, but ultimately, like, we're going to leave um, the timings and the decisions of when to go and when to leave we'd leave that with the skipper because they're going to have the best idea of what's safe and what's not out out on that big sea. So what kind of support will they have out there? It'll just just be you and the boat, and is there anyone else? Will you have contact uh, on shore and stuff? Yeah, we'll have contact on shore, I'd imagine. Um, You have to get some pretty pretty booty kind of satellite um, satellite phones if you're going out that far. Um, But also I'd imagine the vessel that we're looking for would have a pretty accurate navigation system and they'd abide by all of the usual safety maritime laws in terms of radio contact with other vessels, making sure we have lifeboats, life jackets, um, you know, just going by all of the usual protocols that you use to go sailing. So how can people actually, if they've got a boat, how do they get in touch with you? So the best way to find us online would be to look at the Oil Free Otago um, Facebook page or the Extinction Rebellion Christchurch page. Either of those will will definitely link you up with us. We've also got a, um, an events page up online which is called um, Flotilla to OMV Rig um, and that will be posted through Otago, well, Oil Free Otago and through um, Extinction Rebellion Otatahi as well. Uh, so if you look at any of those avenues, you'll definitely find us. Yep, so if you've got a boat out there... <laughs> Get in touch. Please do. Um, and so while they're out there, they can't actually approach the boat. Is that right? Yeah. So because we're going to be taking um, school strikers and stuff out there, we decided that we, well, we've said so far that we probably won't enter the non- non-interference zone, uh, which is essentially like a, a sort of band around any vessels that are doing any kind of work to do with oil exploration. 
Now, this kind of permitting came in when the government, well, uh, the last government, brought in the Anadarko Amendment. And the Anadarko Amendment basically made it illegal to protest oil drilling at sea. It also made every phase of oil exploration non-notified discretionary, which means that through any of the seismic testing, through any of the exploratory drilling that they were doing, they weren't needing to consult with the public on any phase of that. Mm. So they consulted with councils, but they didn't open that whole process up to the New Zealand public to comment on or to offer any kind of legitimate opposition to, um, which means we are left with with things like protests, et cetera, with more illegal actions because we haven't actually been given the chance to launch legal opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, and the EPA actually that granted um, OMV the rights to do this exploratory drilling um, in their hearing, they weren't allowing any mention of climate change. They weren't taking that into account when they were analysing the risks to the environment, which in 2020, when we've got councils and governments declaring climate emergencies and we've got Australia, which is essentially burning and, and you know, like and on the news, um, it's crazy not to have climate change as part of every single decision you're making, particularly when it comes to fossil fuels. So at the moment, there's um, there's no boats out there, is that right? There's no boats out there at the moment, right. no. Because they were originally going to leave from Dunedin, I think, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, so from Carries Bay. Yeah, from Carries Bay, which is in Port Chalmers. Ah. So we're still due to leave from there, um, but essentially we've left the window open to say when we find a boat and when the weather's right. good, we'll go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's hard to put an exact date on these things. Um, That's right. But essentially, whilst OMV is still drilling out there, we're just going to keep on looking for a boat. Um, and hopefully we'll find one in time we can go out and we can sort of make ourselves known and bear witness to what they're doing. Yeah. And you're deeply involved with Oil Free Otago. They are very involved in this? Yeah, yeah. They've they've been opposing deep sea oil off the coast for a very long time now and they've done some amazing work. They seem very keen to be drilling into that uh, Great South Basin, aren't they? Oh, my goodness, yeah. It's... it's um, it's new, the new frontier of oil, which is a dying industry, and you know they seem determined to take our gorgeous coastline with it. If we can't burn what we've already got, why are we digging more anything else out of the ground? <laughs> Excellent question. So, so from Oil Free Otago, Rosemary um, Penwarden, who's a spokesperson down there, she was arrested and then trespassed and all of that. Are you guys expecting any police action or? Well, it, yeah, it's interesting. A few a few people um, who were on the action that I think you're referring to um, on the Scandi vessels in Tamaru, yep. uh, I was on that one too. It was, it was a really awesome action with so many different people. Um, and since then, a lot of the activists that were um, protesting on that vessel have been approached by sort of like private investigators and served trespass notices um, by OMV, which is interesting that they're funneling that kind of funding into chasing down activists. Um, but... Are we anticipating any kind of police presence? Like, I mean, OMV is getting nervous. Um, they keep sort of trying to suss out how many boat, how many boats we've got when we're planning to leave. They are nervous, so I expect they'll be in, t- in contact with the police, particularly if they think that we're going to be entering into that interference zone, which at the moment we're not planning to do, mm. um, particularly we're taking students out there. Um, so I think they'll be keeping an eye on us. Um, but even if they do serve us with the trespass notices ahead of time, um, I think we just have to go ahead and ignore that because, yeah. you know, ultimately we didn't grant them permission to, to be in those in those gorgeous waters that so many people rely on. Um, they didn't get my they didn't get my buy-in. So why should I take notice of the <laughs> of the notices they might serve me? 
So you've got some students who are coming along. How did they get involved? We do. It's really exciting. We've got uh, James Dufty from uh, Shirley Boys. We've got Molly Smeal from Girls High. And from down in Logan Park High School in Dunedin, we've got Dante Dawes. Now, all of these students uh, have been really awesome forces of nature in the whole climate movement. So they've been involved in the climate strikes. And I did a bit of work with them over the climate strikes doing um, the role of media liaison. So I sort of got to know that group quite well. And I saw how much um, just how much competence they had and how much intelligence and sort of emotional sensitivity they had throughout all of their organising. And I was so impressed. And it was like the most exciting thing that I'd seen in the climate movement for a long time. Um, so when we started thinking about a flotilla and, you know, getting out to, to actually confront OMV at sea, um, I thought that it would be amazing to get student strikers out there because ultimately it's them that are going to, well, it's their generation, my generation, that are going to be left with the mess. Mm. Um, and I just think they're, they're such an amazing voice of um, just like humbleness and down-to-earthness and reason um, in this time. And they've got an amazing ability to capture the crisis and to be able to communicate it really well. Um, So I was super keen to get them involved. And I think it's amazingly important that they can bear witness to to deep-sea drilling on behalf of all of the amazing students that are involved in the strikes and that have been leading the country, essentially, in um, what's some of the biggest movements in climate action we've seen in a long time. Um, so, yeah, uh, I reached out to them and they, the, the three of them were the keenest, um, kind of put their hands up first. So I'm definitely, whatever boat comes our way, um, I'm reserving three spots <laughs> for those school strikers because I think they're just amazing. Yeah, that's brilliant. So they've got time off school. Are their schools are on board as well? Interestingly, yeah, I haven't heard too much um, from the schools. Uh, I think all of them are planning to take the time off and just go when needs to when you know go when they need to go. They're, yeah. they're school strikers, of course, so um, they're happy striking school to do something that's more important. Um, I think one of them, James, I think his mum was sort of happier for him to take the time off if he agreed to do a speech and assembly about what he was doing. So that's, that's, nice. that's really cool that they can bring more of their um, school community into into the fold. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, ultimately I think they learn a lot through the activism that they've been doing um, and they gain some really amazing skills that you wouldn't be exposed to in high school. Certainly I wasn't. Um, they're far and ahead of what I was even thinking about doing at high school, you know. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, they've got big challenges to face, so. They do, they do. Um, but they're, they're so incredibly competent and, um, and really, really kind, actually. Um, the ones that I've met, have, um, they just demonstrate this amazing aptitude for sensitivity and inclusivity that I think some of the older generations and my generation, even though I'm only about 10 years older, um, that we sort of haven't quite clocked onto yet, um, but they're just, they're nailing it. Yeah, that is so great to hear. Yeah. Thanks, Sienna. So they can get in touch with you by, is it Facebook page? Oil Free Otago, Extinction Rebellion. Exactly. So the probably the easiest way to find us online is looking for Oil Free Otago Facebook page. Uh, and the Extinction Rebellion Christchurch or Altatahi Facebook page. Um, but we've also got an event up which is called Flotilla to OMV Rig. Um, and that's it's super easy to contact us through there. We've got an email address as well if you want a secure email address, and that's listed on the event page. Um, but please do get in touch. Uh, we'd love to have you along. We'd love you even more if you had a great big boat for us to sail. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, word of mouth. So there'll be a vessel out there for us, um, and we're just keen to find it as soon as we can. Wonderful. Yep. Get in touch. Thank you, Sienna, so much for coming in. Thank you for having me.